Hi, I'm Adrian. And I'm Brett. And you're listening to Fox on the Wire. You're listening to Fox on the Wire. Yeah, yeah. So many memories come flooding back. Yeah, that's what I and that's what I want to sort of get your take on as well and yeah. here he is again. You're back, Mike? Oh man, it's one of those days. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happened? So, Adrian, where did you where did you sit at the concert? Where were you? Jeez, I was right in the middle. So there was like a, a, a the, I guess the oval, the track was divided yeah. in half by the barrier, and I was just on the the bad side of the half where I was. Uh, you were, know, you in, were you in front of the um, sound tower or the behind it? Oh, in front. Luckily, I was in front. But uh, oh wow, yeah, nice. So the sound tower wasn't blocking me. Nah, good. It was almost, it was almost falling on you at one stage. In the wind. On the gut. Yeah, and then the classic. There's always someone who wants to climb it. It gets told uh, off. Uh, <laughs> Whereabouts were you at? Then where, where were you I on this? Um, I was on. Um, I was on. Uh, so, on the side of the tower, up on the side of the hill. So I was on the half. Oh. I was on the half forward flank. If you're talking football terms. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I was on the um, I was on the I was on fourth fourth and ten on the twenty five yard line. If you're talking gridiron, <laughs> <laughs> so is it true that uh, was it one of the speaker towers like a caught fire or something like that? Is that did that happen? I don't I think know. I heard that in one of the no, but it almost maybe that was in the wind. Yeah, not sure. I didn't hear anything about that. No, but if Jason might have, who knows? That maybe uh-huh. that was the because they played a Sydney show as well, uh, Eastern Creek, I think it was, oh, and yeah. then and then came down to Melbourne. So maybe it was, uh, maybe it was that. So seeing as though we're dove headfirst straight into this conversation, I want to welcome you guys to episode number eighty of Fox on the Wire. It's a very special episode today, uh-huh. and I think I think this is maybe. the first. This is the first threesome. That I've had on this podcast, so oh, that's awesome, yeah. it's uh, a privilege oh. to be able to do it with you two. <laughs> so we've got um, we've got Adrian Ackerman from Incubator Studios. Adrian, I think you were on episode. You were one of the first ten episodes that I did, so maybe what? like number six or something like that. All right. I think you were one of the, you were one of my first test subjects. I think, and um, we've also got Brett Frankie, who has also uh, returned to the show. Brett, I think you were sort of in the early days too, around episode twenty odd or somewhere around there. Know, so, yeah. yeah, welcome, welcome back to the show, guys. It's um, a pleasure to have you back on, and uh, we're here tonight to to talk about a special event in. Uh, Australian history and in uh, Guns N' Roses and rock and roll history. It's the, it's been 30 years, uh, 1st of Feb in 1993, where uh, we yeah. saw thousands of, I think it was maybe upwards of 50, 60, 70,000 fans uh, trek to Calder Park just on the outskirts of Melbourne in the blistering heat. Uh, for one of the biggest rock and roll bands in the world, Guns N' Roses. And um, they were joined by Pearls and Swine, Rose Tattoo, and Skid Row as support acts. So 
This was part of the Gunners' gigantic user illusion tour, which ran from January 20, 1991 to July 17, 1993, which was about 194 shows. So, just uh, massive. So, yeah, this show sort of goes down in, in history, I think. Uh, obviously, I wasn't there. I was only about 10 at the time. But you were both there, not together. But um, so I wanted to get you guys on to, I guess, share your personal stories from that show because there was obviously a lot of things that went on that day and uh, the weather was a big cause of all that, you know, blistering heat and then thunderstorms, dust storms, uh, no, <laughs> no public transport for people to get home, expensive water, um, oh, yeah. you name it. Yeah. So... Um, Brett, let's like start. About- with- oh yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, nah. Um, Brett, let's start with you. Like a- <laughs> sorry, we've got a bit of a delay on the old Zoom here. Um, what were you saying, Adrian? Oh, I was just going to say. I remember it was like a forty-five minute delay to do anything, whether it was go to the toilet or go get a drink or some food. You were, you know, you. I can't. I think the friends I was with, they just, you know, disappear for forty-five minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, you're back, you know. And it was anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think some. Um, I was sort of watching some old news reports, which is pretty funny watching those back 30 years later. You know, you see the types of cars that the police are driving and the type yeah. of ambulances and that sort of thing. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I think some people didn't even make it into the show or they t- walked away because of the heat or the line to get in or whatever it might have been. Uh, some bloke on there, I think he lined up and ended up turning around. He said, it's a waste of 50 bucks and all this sort of stuff. So, I bet he's regretting it now, you know, because <laughs> it became quite... Um, iconic. Quite, yeah, yeah, iconic, yeah. So, yeah, let's start with you, Brett. Tell us about um, what you remember uh, from that day and from that concert. Two hours I've got, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Podcasts um, are endless, mate, so go for it. Uh, I've been to a lot of concerts. Um not not too many, but I've been to my fair share. Um, the one that um, sticks with me is this one. It was something special um, on every level, on all levels. Um, to start off with, I wanted to go and I couldn't get tickets and then I gave up hope. And then I got a phone call one day from a friend of mine who was a friend of a bloke that I used to live with um, in a share house. And he said, hey, Frankie, you um, you like gunners? And I went, oh, yeah. And he said, right here, I've got a ticket if you want it. And I said, yep, I'm in. <laughs> so I went with him. And one other my, of my friends that I did know, so two friends that I knew that I went with, and then there was another six or something. So we all came into this car and we drove out from Melbourne down the Calder Freeway and we got to this uh, paddock. Um, and parked. All good. Nothing, nothing wrong about that. Nothing abnormal. And then it was a stinking hot. Do you know the date of the concert, Craig? Can you remember? First uh, of Feb. So it's about this time of year. Yeah. Um, and it was a stinking hot day. I reckon it was every bit of thirty-six degrees. Much like today, funnily Much enough. Like today. Um, and I'm just looking outside at the moment, and the weather's turning. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we got told, uh, you know, you make your way to the gate and, um, and we had our bags. Uh, I didn't have a bag, but everyone had bags full of, you know, whatever they could fit in there. 
um, illegal or not. Um, and then we got so close to the gate and the bloke on a speaker for um, a megaphone come out and said, right, everybody, stop what you're doing, sit down. You're not going anywhere, you're not moving. So they had a backlog basically and um, we were told to sit in the paddock and um, actually squat in 36 degree heat, no shade, hot wind, um, guns and roses are playing. Um, they hadn't started yet, and this is probably, I can't remember the times, this is probably about midday, one o'clock afternoon. Um, so eventually after a little while, they told us to stand up and move forward. And we moved forward about 50 metres and they told us to stop and drop again. So I thought, all right, you know, this is what a cow feels like in a paddock. You know, <laughs> all the grass was um, dry. There's nothing to munch on. Um, <laughs> some people had grass in their bags, but uh, unless you were friendly with them, you wouldn't be able to roll that one yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, when you're getting through the gates, they were actually confiscating drinks and anything they could find. They were taking it off you. So you weren't allowed to take water, Coke, Fanta, Pepsi, anything into the venue. Um, and the idea was, I guess they didn't want people topping up on, you know, whatever they were topping up on, and they just wanted to control everything, you know. So um, eventually we got in, and it was, um, I think from memory, Adrian, I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but it was just go wherever you wanted to. Yeah. It was, there was, I just remember the one section. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we looked at the front of the stage and that, that was all chockers. And we thought, well, it's too bloody hot to go down there and sniff those armpits. So we'll just go up on the side, on the, on the, on the, um, so called a park is like a, uh, a raceway. So we're up on the side bank, like on a batter. Um, and we're on the side looking down onto the stage. A great view from where we were. Um, and um, I just remember the first band, it's, you mentioned it before, Craig. Um, Pearls Pearl, and Swine. I'm glad you said that because today I was talking to Beck, my wife, about this, and I said I'm doing this tonight with with, um, with Acoustic Fox and Adrian, and, um, and I can't remember the first band, but I remember them being from Sydney, mm. and, um, and they were good. But they got booed off stage. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought, oh, come on, Melbourne, you can't do that. <laughs> do you remember that, Adrian? They booed them off the stage. No, I think I must have missed them. I just remember Rose oh. Tattoo, Skid Row, and Gunners. So yeah. I mean, uh, it, <laughs> that's pretty oh, off. That the probably happens got, a lot. They got booed so much that the lead singer come forward and just said, "Well, get fucked, Melbourne," and just walked off. But I think oh. it was the end of their set. Yeah, um, and people people knew that, and they they thought they'd chuck in some billing, you know. See, the crowd should be happy that a big international act like that brought some local bands onto the stage. I, think, uh, I know there's Rose Tattoo, but that happened at. Um, sorry, not to take it off track too much, but I saw Metallica. Oh, I don't know, two thousand six or somewhere around there, and. Oh, the Datsuns, I think, opened up for him. Who I wasn't a fan of, but yeah. they were a the local. Oh, they knew right. Okay, yeah, they got pretty much booed off from what I remember too. So it's a pretty tough act to support a big band that people come to see. I think no matter who you are, so. it is, it is, isn't it? It's probably every <laughs> acts worse fear. You know, get mm. off, but 
that happens, and it still happens today, I reckon. Yep. But anyway, they were booed off, and I felt I felt a bit sorry for them, actually. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, so, Pearls and Swine, if you ever get hold of this, well done, fellas. I thought you were <laughs> Are they I'm still playing? Know. Are they still a thing? Know. I don't know. I didn't even know their name until you mentioned it mm. half an hour ago. So I have to check them out. Yeah, check them out. But, um, yeah, they did, they did a really good job. But um, they were booed off stage in, in <laughs> true fashion. Um, yeah. And then um, Rose Tattoo come on. So everyone knows Rose Tattoo. They're just like one of those old stubby holders you keep in the in the kitchen. <laughs> I like this one. And that, they were great. They were comfortable. You knew their songs. Um, they were good to listen to. Angry Anderson is a legend. Um, and they're all good, all good musos, and they've done their time over and over and over again. So everyone, Melbourne fell in love with them. Well, Melbourne were in love with them, and they yeah. fell in love with them again. Yeah, I think you're so right there again is the operative word there. Like it was almost like a revival. It reminded people nothing. Exactly. It was a revival. It was, yeah. You know, it was it's kind of you know they're there, but it was like yeah, they kind of got a, a boost again, you know. It's like yeah, yeah these guys rock. Yeah, records, they're so good. Probably, and they I think you're right, Adrian. They had been on been on um hiatus for a very long time. And this well, guns Guns N' Roses covered one of their songs on they did, and that's why they got the gig, I think. Uh, Nice because, boys, I think. Nice boys. Yeah, Don't yeah. play rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. They so, did very early on. I think Gunners covered one of their songs. Mm. And, um, and Angry and uh, Max will become mates. Yeah. So to yep. speak. And I think that's why they got the, got the gig. Mm. So they were fantastic. But the band I went to see, um, as much as I love the Gunners, was uh, Skid Row. Yeah. Um, I was playing in a, in, a, in a band in Melbourne at the time. And... Um, we did, oh, geez, we did a lot of Skid Row covers. Uh, mm. origi- original band, but we did a lot of Skid Row covers, you know, if that makes sense. So I, I was a big fan of, of, of Skid Row, and um, I really wanted to see them. Um, <laughs> and out of all the bands on the day, I think they were the most disappointing. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, Sebastian and, and Co., but um, yeah. they were too busy jumping around and, and missing chords and just bunch of yahoos, but that, I mean, they were still good. Mm. Um, and they come on and played, and then um, I just remember being there this, you know, it's really hot, but you're having a good time. Um, and you would have to, I think, I can't remember drinking beers that day. I think I had a few, but I think everyone was drinking water. Mm. I think for mm. every beer you had, you had about two or three cups of water. Um, prices were crazy back then. I can't, I can't even remember the price, but uh, you get a little white yeah. cup of water, and um, it was so hot that people you, you in your group that you didn't really know would would disappear, like Adrian said before, and come back with five cups of water, mm. and they would hand them out to people, and then they'd drink them, and then if you looked at them, they would look at you and go. Oh, okay. Here's a cup of water. They would share yeah. it with you. There was humanity at its finest. In the dark, it's <laughs> yeah. about 36 degrees. We've been in this hot sun with no fucking shade. Mm, and that's like, yeah. oh, you'll let it that out. Um, and people were sharing water with you. Yeah. Um, this is mm. back, back in the day before COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, so then, after the heat and everything of about four or five hours, 
Um, it started to get about this time of night, but it was actually about six o'clock. There was a big lull. There was nothing going on. And we saw this helicopter coming out from Melbourne. Everyone could see it. Just a lone helicopter. Yeah. It out and it come to the back of the stage and landed in the paddock behind the, behind the stage. And everyone said, oh, that's Guns N' Roses. It's got to be them. They're coming on, you know. Won't be long now. <laughs> and everyone got their hopes up and we're all dying. We've been in the heat and we're all, you know, delirious. And, um, and then the winds started to get really strong. And, and I just remember the, the sound tower, which was as high as a, an eight-story building, <laughs> scaffolding, um, which was in the middle of the crowd. There's people all around it. That started to really wobble. And people were looking at it, and people were worried. Shit. And even the event organisers were worried because they put over the um, they put over the PA system. Everybody, um, stand back from the tower. If it falls, <laughs> you know, you, you can run. Exits, run. <laughs> um, and we just got a word of warning, everybody. Um, and this message went on for about twenty minutes, repetitively, yeah. in different formats. Um, just a word of warning. We've just got word from Ballarat that a big windstorm and a dust storm has come through Ballarat and it's expected to hit Calder Park in the next 40 minutes. And we're like, great, dust storm, no rain, because we need rain, you know. Mm. We're, we're dying out. Anyway, this big dust storm come through and everyone just got their T-shirts and ripped them off and, um, and singlets and towels and, and blankets and basically lied on the ground where I was on the side of the hill. They hit the side of the hill and waited for this big dust storm to come over. And it was bloody crazy. It went on for about, it seemed like about 15, 20 minutes. And you couldn't see and you couldn't breathe. You couldn't see the stage. That's how bad it was. Yeah, the footage is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it did happen in Melbourne back in the 80s, in 88 or 85 it was, 84. Big dust storm come over, well documented, newspapers. But this wasn't as bad as that, but it was pretty bloody bad. And um, so I come over. <laughs> and then after that, everyone's got up and we're all covered in dust now. So we look like, um, you know, warriors from uh, Africa. And we've got, you know, red lips, but we're all brown. And we're starving. <laughs> we're dying of, we're not water <laughs> or beer or something. Yeah. Um, and then over the radios, they said, right, now we're going to get rained on. <laughs> Great. So the temperature went from 36, it plummeted to about 24, and everyone's in shorts and singlet, yeah? And then it plummeted again to about 17 degrees, which is bloody cold when you're mm. 36. So now we're shivering, and it started raining on us. <laughs> Shit. So the same towels we used to keep the dust out, we now got above our heads. Mm. Trying to yeah. stop like a torrential rain. And that lasted... Uh, probably, I don't know, 10 minutes tops, but it was water and it was great. <laughs> and then everything went still. The wind stopped blowing, the trees stopped moving, everyone was really quiet and it was like, what the fuck just happened in the last 45 minutes? And then we knew Guns N' Roses were coming on. But before that, I'll just, I've got to throw this in because I think it happened before Guns N' Roses coming out. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So because we had the rainstorm, we're on the hill and we could see all these girls walking down, people walking, you know, on the road and traffic in there. 
but everyone would start wolf whistling, you know. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? And, there, and there'd be girls in, in white tank tops and white T-shirts. Wet T-shirt comp, everyone was going off their heads at these girls and and then they'd be like, you know, they'd be, you know, living it up going, whoa, you know, and it was fantastic. And then the funny thing was a bunch of these bloody blokes walked down, muscle blokes, you know, the bodybuilder type, and they got the white T-shirt on, and all the girls started whooping about the guys. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It, <laughs> it was just one of those things where it was one of those days where anything was happening, anything could go on, um, and then eventually it was just like tonight, um, pink sky, changing weather, total calm before the storm, and something on the side of the stage started to blow up like as in inflate, like a big giant inflatable monster, and it was waving its arms everywhere. And then we heard the riff to um, Welcome to the Jungle mm. at full voice. And, I mean, just saying that now, hairs on the back of my neck. Yeah. And Guns N' Roses hit that fucking stage and they hit it in all their glory. Mm. I said to my wife back on the way down to Melbourne today, I said, they were at the, they were at their peak, in their prime, and they knew it. And they just blew everyone away. Like, mm. they were on song. Fucking beautiful. Dream gig. And Axel... Slash, Duff, every, Izzy, everyone was just smashing it. And it was, it went for about an hour and a half. Um, and it was just full on. There was no talking. Axel engaged the crowd a couple of times between songs quickly. But it was just bang, bang, bang in your face, hit after hit. Yeah. And they had so many hits. Um, so people loved it. And I just remember thinking, well, you know, uh, four hours of being heat, you know, heat yeah. drenched and then a dust storm and a fucking rainstorm. This makes up for everything. Thank you, Guns N' Roses. And I remember thinking that day, um, I was a young fella, um, and I remember thinking this is fucking something that would be talked about for many years. This will never happen again. A couple of years ago I was working in Melbourne and um, someone said to me, hey, you want to go see Guns N' Roses? And I said, nah, saw them mm. when they were good. Mm. But I did get free yeah. tickets at night and went and saw them, and they did do a good job. But it was yeah. different back then. They were, they were all in their mid-20s, late-20s. They were in their prime. Yeah. They just kicked ass. Yeah, it was such a long tour as well. Like They would have been just dialing it in without even trying. So you, oh. you said you said the weather calmed down just before guns came on the stage? <laughs> do you think... Do you think Axel controlled the weather? Like, do you think he, he was I, um, such a superstar at that stage? You I know, reckon. <laughs> it was almost, it was almost, um, what's the right He made word? some calls. He made some calls, yeah. He made some calls. Well, he, he would have called the devil, but um, God would have said, nah, mm. I'm not doing anything with you guys. The devil might have stepped in. But, um, yeah, it was, it was prophetic the way that yeah. within like 15 minutes before they come on, the, the sky goes a bright red pink, uh, and we and we've all lived in Melbourne. We live in Melbourne, and we know yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne's, you know, it can dump whatever it can on you, but after it, you're going to get this nice pink sky, and it's like, oh, good, now we've got summer back. 
And, uh, and that's what happened. It just everything went quiet. Guns and Roses hit the stage within, that, you know, within minutes. And that's out of Melbourne and to, as well, so it's not like in the city. So it's pretty open sky and open like sky. open fields. Especially thirty years ago, it's a bit more populated now. Yeah, I, think. I think Melbourne stretched yeah. to St Albans back then. Um, yeah, and it stopped in St Albans, and after that, you had the cow paddocks. Yeah, so, so there for those no this springs, no Truganina, no anything. Yeah. yeah. For those listening who aren't from Melbourne and aren't familiar, Calder Park is a raceway. It's like a, a motor racing circuit, uh, as Brett sort of explained, and it's just on the outskirts of uh, Melbourne, which began in the 50s with a pair of motoring enthusiasts who wanted somewhere to race their FJ Holdens. Um, and I think after this Guns concert, well, I think they wanted to do more concerts, like they mentioned Madonna and potentially Bruce Springsteen and a few others, but it never happened. There was a whole ombudsman report and stuff like that, but I won't get to that just yet. What about you, Adrian? What are your recollections from that historic day and event? Jeez, well, Brett, you kind of you ticked all the boxes there, but you did wow. bring up two points that it, I do specifically really remember the water sharing and that people kind yeah. of coming together over that sort of that common common ground. Which yeah. was, yeah, it's still, I, I, it sticks out. I remember that for sure. Um, yeah, and the, um, and also too, like you just said, that they were just in such good form that the dust storm, the heat, it, you, you just forgot about it because then all of a sudden you're there at Guns yeah. and Roses, you know, and they were on, you know, on point. And yeah. so all that, <laughs> the dust and the rain, you kind of, it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, now I'm focused on this now. <laughs> you know, this is great. All right. You know, that's, you know, water off a duck's back. Yeah. I, I do remember, like, on the bank, though, after the show, like, leaving, and then just the mud sliding, just, it was full on. You had to pick your path right, or you'd be slide back yeah, down into, into the, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, did you get there early for the support acts, Adrian, or? Well, yes, and I, 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 you guys triggered my memory with pearls and so on, but I don't. Th I didn't see them, so I must mm. have got there just must have after him because I do remember seeing uh, Rose Tattoo and Skid Row. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So I missed pearls and swine. Mm. But yeah, from memory though, I think this. I remember the sound was good. Mm. In general, I mean, whether they you know they're playing, but just in general, I remember the sound was clear, and I remember hearing hearing the the legendary voices. You know, like you know, oh. angry. Even Sebastian Bach, at that time, his voice was just crazy. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure, like, but yeah. And yeah. then Axel's voice—it's um, not. Unfortunately, now it's not the best. I mean, but the dude's pretty old, and trying to sing like that could be tricky. Um, Given them um, out there, but um, it, it's not really the same now. But so it was good to see him at that gig. Yeah, yeah. You're right, Adrian. The sound—the sound was really good. It was. Um I've been to a lot of concerts, as I said before, and I, I just, I think the sound was really good that day, like extra special. Like, Yeah, I remember you, you heard everything. There wasn't, yeah. um, like, you're kind of straining. It was like, it was there and it was good. Like, it wasn't it sounded like the album. Everyone sounded yeah. like their album. It was really mm. great sound. Yeah. Well, it probably, probably wasn't their first big outdoor arena sort no. of show. You know, they're probably had done it a number of times because they'd been all around the world and um, yeah. played a they'd lot of... Great, they'd have a great crew working for them. 
Yeah, they they had a lot of gear. It was like 900 lights and just an amazing amount of... uh, And even when they've been here just recently, you know, they sort of rounded off all the gear that they brought down and um, it's just an incredible, you know... You can imagine how much gear Adrian's got in his studio just there, but uh, <laughs> probably nothing compared to what the gunners are lugging around for a big show right. like that. So, yeah. that, that big wobbly speaker tower, that didn't end up uh, tumbling over? Yeah. And, no. and I, you mentioned the wobblies too. I think um, maybe because of the embankments as well. Um, I don't seem to remember the wind taking the sound too often now that I'm mm. trying to remember, you know, you know, like your outdoor gig and the wind goes and then the sound, yeah. you know, blows. I think, I uh, think maybe. from my memory, Adrian, the wind, that all that storm and all that mayhem happened between skidders and gunners it's, coming on in that big lull, which is almost about yeah. an hour, which is typical yeah. hassle. He never comes on on time. He just, you know. Especially back away. in those days. He, yeah, even in those days. He rocks up. And, and there was something in the media and, and prior to it that um, that Axel, that helicopter was – Axel's helicopter because he travels different than the band. Yeah, I think they ah. came in two. They came in two separate ones, and I think Axel oh. came in uh, Elliot. What's his the Carlton or the old Carlton president? Oh, John Elliot. I think he came in his helicopter from what yeah, I right. what I read on his own, separate to the band. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing, he made it out to call to park in that helicopter because that helicopter is fueled on bloody Vic Better beer. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Or yeah. the empty cans, maybe. Yeah, the empty cans. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, even back then, I think the band was sort of on tender hooks with each other, and they, oh, they yeah. sort of, you know, as you do, you know. Um, how many dates, Craig? Did you say before? Uh, one hundred and ninety-four. But I think oh, there was okay. meant to be. There was a few cancelled, so it should have been over two hundred, but. You know. 194 dates and yeah. zero sleep, you're going to be niggly with your bandmates. So understandable. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, um, Adrian, that, that wind and everything, I remember after Skidder's finished, Skid Row, um, then all that shit happened and the dust storm and the rain and we had to wait. <laughs> it seemed like eternity. It was probably an hour and a half, maybe an hour, I don't know. It, it a good wait now that you remember. It was yeah. like a, too long, you know, in between bands, you know. <laughs> but you weren't going to go home, were you? <laughs> no, hell no. This far, we're going to watch him. <laughs> well, yeah, you not that I. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get home, apparently. So. Hey, you couldn't get home. <laughs> That's right. I was saying you're lucky you drove um, your car, or maybe I don't know what the traffic was like, but I, I got dropped off with some friends, and then we were going to, I don't know how, what we were thinking. We thought cab or taxi, and no, there was none. Yeah. So there was, you know, what, it was like 60 odd thousand people, and. No taxis, no shuttle buses. Um, we got out just thinking, oh, well, what do we do now? And we just, I think we walked 20 minutes to the, the next BP and managed yeah. to get a cab that somehow, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah someone was saying, um, I don't know if it was one of the organisers or someone said, you know, after the gig, because there was no public transport, uh, everyone was walking down the freeway and it looked like a scene from The Walking Dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and especially back because it wasn't populated out that way 30 years ago too much. Uh, now it probably wouldn't be such a bad thing because there's newer suburbs and that sort of thing, but there wouldn't have been much back then. Um, and, yeah, they were sort of saying about the water, how they were overcharging and um, 
Yeah. I think some people were drinking like sewage water and um, Mr. Mr. Whippy came up in the Ombudsman report because I think they had water but they started really overcharging. I remember Mr. Whippy. There was a Mr. Whippy band. I do remember that. Yeah, so for those listening from overseas, uh, Mr. Whippy was basically like an ice cream truck, I guess. Yeah. Was that, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah the, the ice cream truck. <laughs> so he yeah. would have made a killing that day. He would have. Yeah. And, and what about you, Adrian? Like how did you, being a fair hair person like myself, how did you go out in the extreme weather that day? Did you uh, – Sort of Jeez, I don't even think I had a hat, man. I was crazy. Yeah. I would have had sunblock because, um, yes, it, it just, it's funny. Um, I don't think I got sunburned, but normally sunblock gives me about like 10 minutes in the sun and then that's it, you know. But, uh, so I'm not sure. Um, geez, I can't remember what, how that one went down. And who did you yeah. go with that day? Did you go with friends or? Yeah, just a, fr- uh, a couple friends. Just yep. I know there was three of us. Just it's, my memory's terrible, man. I only remember the one other guy I was with. I can't remember who else was there. And <laughs> <laughs> full on, yeah. I think even the toilets. I think I remember. Not that I did it. I didn't do it. There was people who just like stuff that I'm not waiting in a queue, and they're just peeing in the field. You know, just yeah. making sure no one. And you're just like, great, you know, add to the dust, mud, whatever stage it was. It's not, you know, not good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Adrian, I remember you before you said the toilet, and I thought, toilet? I don't remember going to the toilet. Um, but I don't remember peeing on the side of the bank. So I think I, went, I think I had about three or four beers that day, which was only be, not by choice, but couldn't get to the bloody beer truck, couldn't be bothered, um, yeah. and drinking water. And I think you were sweating it out of you, so you didn't need mm-hmm. to pee. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember peeing that day, but I remember looking at the toilets going, no way. It was a Especially after that rainstorm, they're all just muddy and people are losing their thongs trying to get to them. And like, uh, not for me. Well, it'd be so, interesting to know how many festivals had actually been before then because it was r- pr- poorly organized on almost every front. You think with that many people, there should be five Mr. Whippy vans, yeah, not one. Yeah, yeah. No. And so I'd actually be interesting to know how many big festivals were up until that point. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's fun. Just not knowing the logistics. Well, there were I mean, got- because there was a Sunbury one back in the seventies, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think there's too many big concerts in Australia like that. I think this is one of this is probably the first big outdoor concert Australia had for a long time since Sunbury. Yeah. Uh, or big. When did the big day outs start? They were oh, ninety two. The, the first big day out. I went to the first one in ninety five. Was it early 90s? I think they started back in 93 or something. Because didn't Nirvana play? So I think that was 92. I don't know if that was Just when they broke Nirvana, I think, because they were, Mm. I think they were booked and then they took, they exploded, you know? So that would have been, yeah, early 92, maybe, yeah. So Guns N' Roses, what year are we talking again? (laughs) (laughs) Early, uh, Early 90s, yeah. Yeah, oh, nice. oh, but like the big day outs, they're situated. Oh, big day out. Yeah, yeah, they're more in um in Melbourne, I guess Metro yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, whereas yeah. Calder Park was quite on the outskirts, so I think that was yeah. a big part of the problem. But yeah, there was a um an ombudsman report into what was arguably the worst concert ever staged in Australia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a damning assessment um of about a hundred pages 
Um, wow. But it wasn't what happened on stage. It was what happened off it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the manager of Guns N' Roses sort of said that concert never really stood a chance of succeeding. But unlike other concerts that Gunners have played, it wasn't really their fault. You know, there wasn't a riot that Axel inspired or anything like yeah. that. It was uh, the management off the stage. And, yeah, Mr. Whippy did feature in the Ombudsman report selling water and at an exorbitant <laughs> price. <laughs> well, no offence to Mr. Ombudsman, but he, he probably listens to, um, um, you know, uh, he probably listens to um, music that we don't listen to. <laughs> Neil Diamond or something like that. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking of um, who are these people today that are making music that are just making me throw in a bucket. Um Oh, where can we start? Yeah, where can we start? Yeah, um, yeah so like three three chord people, you know those people, um, pop, pop artists. But anyway, um, as terrible as it was, um, I think we did register as a as a um, consumer and a, a spectator. We did say this is bloody bullshit, um, but we, um, you know, true Aussie fashion, we pressed on and. At the end of the day, you're there to see it, the Guns N' Roses. And as I said before, when the when everything stopped and and the, the storm had cleared and everything was gone, that opening riff, mm. um, <laughs> you know, Guns N' Roses hit the stage, all is forgiven. Mm. And I just remember walking away from that gig, that concert, um, uh, just with a big smile on my face, thinking that was... <laughs> Like what? being in the Paradise City video clip or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I love that video. It's such a good video. Yeah. Um, Jeez, it's funny you mentioned um, with like the the manager was saying it wasn't as wouldn't have much success that particular gig because it's so, not a lot of people know that it's almost like a, a tender process. The gunners would say, "Who's going to book the tour for Australia?" And someone would say, "I'll do it, and I'll give you X amount." So it's like, I mean, obviously they have things in place to say you know get rid of the brown m&ms from the rider and make sure the lighting doesn't fall on our head but a lot of times there they don't get to see what actually the venues are i mean uh, you know it could be not completely correct but um it's the two they get the book the tour and they get paid for their tour and they just show up to the gigs yeah it's like playing a gig at the corner hotel in richmond you don't know what you're going to get till you get there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Adrian, you were saying about the sound being an outdoor venue because um, I've been to uh, the Maya Music Bowl, seen a few gigs there, and the sound is just, you know, all over yeah. the place and it really turns me off going to any gigs there anymore. Uh, so the sound was pretty solid that day, maybe depending where you were yeah. sitting, but even with all the weather and everything, it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, from memory, I remember like as, oh. even like as Brett said, like um, – when there was the big dust storm, that was different. But I remember listening and thinking it was all, I don't remember uh, that being a big issue, which is great, you know? Because mm. like, as you as you just said, it's it sucks. You know, you're getting into the groove of the song and then it disappears for five seconds. And yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you turned down the volume. Quick, turn it back up. You know, anyway. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's really off-putting actually. I think sound. I saw Soundgarden and I'm pretty sure that was the gig where it was a bit windy and, the sound was sort of shifting all over the place and kind of, kind of ruined it. it was still... Yeah, I agree. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, um, so maybe Brett... the, the colder banquets, maybe they helped. I'm not sure. Like, uh, 
as far as blocking the wind from taking it away, you know, and we were in the in the big pit, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So, was how did they set up the Calder Park thing? Like, I've seen footage. So, you got the like it's basically a outer embankment, and then it goes down into the under the, a flat. Yeah. So, where did guns? So they were, they, they set up the stage up one end of the field, right? And then back off that, of course, they would have the sound tower. Yep. And that was that was all on the flat, and it was filled. And then around the embankments, the crowd gathered as well. So Adrian was right; it was like a a natural amphitheater. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Maya Music Bowl is a natural amphitheater, but I went to that um, sound garden gig as well. Crazy mm. sound was shit. Even um, what's that other venue? Uh... Uh, Amy Park, I think. I think I saw yeah. Foo Fighters there, and that was. I remember thinking the sound was pretty ordinary there too. Um, but Just then the I saw. Wednesday. Yeah, but then I saw Bruce Springsteen and Paul McCartney as well on two separate occasions, and they were they were fine. So I don't know. Who knows? It's, 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 maybe um, they'll like hand out Bluetooth earbuds at some of these gigs, these big stadium <laughs> gigs, and get a direct feed from the desk, man. <laughs> That'd be nice, yeah. Copy I mean, it's right, part, of, right that, Adrian. <laughs> it's part of the experience, I guess. So, you know, it's yeah. it's outdoor, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, what, what about you, Brett? Did you go to – so Guns came back here in 2016 or 17. Yeah, that's the one I went to. And then they were here just very recently. Did you, you so you went in 16 or 17, whenever I went it was? 16, 17, I was working for a, a, a company in Melbourne and um, and one of the blokes said, you like gunners? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you want to go? I said, no, nah, I saw them when they were good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then anyway, no one wanted to go. And he said, hey, I've got these tickets. And I said, yeah, okay, we'll just go for a laugh. Mm. So we went and um, I, was, I was surprised. Um, yeah. They... They got through the gig pretty pretty well. Um, I thought they were pretty good. I think not, so. Not as good as back when we saw them um, yep. when they were in their prime. But um, given given their age and 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 how far they how many times they've been around the block, they were fantastic still. But um, yeah, nothing yep. beats that uh, that concert at, at Calder Park. That was you watch. It's like watching Mike Tyson go you know fight tomorrow. You go see him. But you know he's not as good as he was when he was 24 years old. What about you, Adrian? Have you seen him uh, in the last two tours since they've sort of no, reunited no. with Slash and Duff? No, I haven't. But I, I saw him before the Calder Park when they played at the Entertainment oh. Center at the Glasshouse. Oh, which, yeah. No, there must have only been a couple thousand people there. It was uh, And that was full on. Um, it was a different sort of... They made the that place feel like it was a small bar, you know, the way they mm. you just felt like you're sitting there, you know, up close, I and it was a, just ferocious. I've got a bit of a funny story about that one. Did you see that gig too? No, I missed it. I, I was actually in, I was in tears because I missed it. Um, <laughs> and um, and some friends. Well, it was of mine, pretty quick from memory. It just came out of the blue, and it was like here yeah. they're playing, and like sold out, and that was it, done, you know. And, couldn't get tickets. So some friends of mine were having a party and um, it was because we missed that concert that we were going to this party. And I was, as I said before, I was playing in a band at the, at the stage and um, we're all young and we had, we had really long hair. So what we did, we hired a limo and the party was in South Melbourne 
and we actually got the limo driver to drive <laughs> past the venue, the entertainment centre, and we got him to drive up onto the Esplanade. <laughs> and as soon as we did that, the crowd went crazy and they started <laughs> rushing the limo. And we, went, and we wound the window down. We were, I've got half a dozen other guys that will testify to this. We wound the window down that much and put our hands out. And people were crying and yelling and they thought it was going crazy. <laughs> that's was, funny. And that's, that's when I thought, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to stick at this music career. I love this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that would have been uh, 89 or 90, uh, I think, yeah. Adrian? Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm not sure the exact the, the date. Um, well, well, yeah, it was – the guns, was, they didn't – like, I think it was 89. Was it yeah. 89, was it? Okay, yeah. Guns N' Roses had a, a decent following in Melbourne, not, but not massive. Um, so it was a bit of an obscure gig. Unless unless you're really into them, you wouldn't be going. But having said that, they sold out the entertainment centre. So you know, what's what's uh, the capacity great. for that? Is that like ten grand, uh, ten thousand or something? Entertainment uh, centre? I thought it was. I'm not sure. It's maybe, a bit smaller than that. Yeah, maybe I, less. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's surprising. I think it's only about four four thousand, four and a half thousand. Yeah. Right. Oh, that would have been a that would have been a show to see. Adrian, they would have been yeah. even hotter then, I reckon. Like, yeah. you know, really intense. I, I would have thought. Yeah, it was great, dude. It was general mission. Just I was out the back. I didn't get up the front, but it was yeah, really good. I remember it was the cool thing is they, as Axel deliberately said, well, we're not going to do an encore, guys. So you know, we're just going to use that time to play an extra couple songs. And it was yeah, just right. like, yeah, that's cool. that's wow. it. And well, uh, was is, good. Izzy would have been still in the band then, and maybe even Stephen. Yeah, and Stephen Adler, yeah. Yeah, right. the original lineup. Oh, yeah. The original, the original lineup. Oh, yeah, Izzy didn't play it called apart, did he? Nah, he was, he was gone by then, so it was... Gone by then, that's right. They Gilby. Yeah. Gilby Clark, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah, so called apart was their second time to Australia. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And that was a totally different show, the 93 show, like the Illusion... So it would have been just mm. the five guys when you saw them first time, Adrian, and then yep. all of a sudden they've got backup singers and oh, this yeah. massive yeah, stage like, show. Yeah. Best bar yeah. band in, in the world, man, at this mm. time. <laughs> they'd, sort of, they'd sort of grown from when Adrian saw them that first time. Oh, massively. Probably from a, from a club band, an LA club band, to, a, to an international um, stadium band, yeah? Mm. And it was only and a matter, of, it was only a matter of a couple of years. The full production, yeah. You know. I mean, who knew Axel could play piano? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. on the nothing on the first album. Although wow. some of those songs that ended up on Illusion they'd written in the Appetite era, like uh yeah. maybe November yeah. Rain. That was a pretty early yeah. song. November oh, Rain, wow. yeah. You could get some of those songs on there was some bootlegs floating around that had like versions of November Rain like years back. Yeah. And there's right. a couple uh, others that were floating around like uh, i remember a buddy of mine had him when it's like oh yeah okay this is you know they weren't the best recordings but yeah it was so there were songs they had hanging around for a bit yeah wasn't that yeah. the the, the user illusion wasn't that their cleaning out the back catalog thing i'm kind of stretching my memory I, how many new tracks were on there no they were they hadn't recorded anything for a while and then yeah, yeah. they did bring the old songs in they had one user illusion one and two but do you remember the spaghetti incident yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that was just an album. Was that before Illusion? And that was just a cover album. No, that was after. That was ninety 
three or four. Yeah, yeah, it was after. Even though I think, oh, well, they played Attitude, which I think was a Misfits song. They were playing that in the Illusion Tour with Duff singing. Yeah. Don't know if they were plenty playing any others live, but yeah, that was that that was after. I actually didn't mind that album at the time. I, I thought it was good, yeah. You know, coming off Illusion, I don't know if it was the best idea when you think about it in that sense, but you know, anything G and R back then. Cover. Yeah. yeah. Great covers of like uh what Gunners, um Van Halen. Yeah. He's the other great, great cover band. Metallica do really good covers too. Oh. Yes. Yeah, they do. Tur- turn the page, you know, Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. do. They do do good covers. I agree. But, uh, yeah, so um, you didn't make it to the recent recent shows, Adrian, the renew- uh, reunion tours. No. Um, unfortunately, just, I mean, yeah, I think Axel's voice is just not there. Mm. And that, I mean, it's... Uh, I guess you could see, um, I saw the, the Slash and um, Miles Kennedy doing some Gunner songs and he was really doing them justice there. I think it's yep. just maybe, mm. you know, Axel's, he's an older guy and he's, he's you know, singing those songs. You've got to give him the benefit of the doubt with your voice, being able to do that. You know, some guys are still doing it, but yeah. So no, I didn't get a chance. I didn't go and see him for that reason alone. I mean, you know, I'm still a big Gunner's fan, but um just that thought you know unless i was <laughs> right up front the, the, then there's the whole aspect of getting home like showing my age now when that's a consideration <laughs> for a rock concert how am i gonna get home <laughs> especially <laughs> after the colder park incident <laughs> yeah where you just didn't you just didn't even care you know then like how yeah. times change but, yeah i went yes. in um yeah sorry oh yeah so you wait you you got you went did you yeah I went in, I think it was 17, 2007. I think it was February 2017 for memory, the reunion one. Yeah, yeah. So I went to that and that was great. I was really pumped about it. And um, I think Wolf Mother opened. They didn't, didn't yeah. sound great, I didn't think. But, you know, Aussie band. So, and uh, what's his name? Andrew Stockdale had played on Slash's solo album. So it made sense. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, Gunners, I thought, smashed it. And, then Angus Young came out, I think, towards yeah, the end and did yeah. a couple of songs. Because that that's when that's when Axel had been singing with ACDC, which I think he did a yeah. fucking great job, great to be job. honest. Yeah. I thought he sounded well, Axel, really... Well, Axel's still got that voice, but he's got that really high register, but he, he, can't, he can't sing that low register very well anymore. Well, um, I don't know what happened because did you see when he sang with ACDC, Adrian? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and I didn't mind it too much, actually. I had a lot but of had- venom. Yeah, yeah, hmm. good. But but now with guns, like it, I don't know. I agree with you, Adrian. Like I, I didn't go this time around, partly because of his voice. I understand that you know he's older, but and another thing is no new music. You know, like I love all the old stuff, and they're one of my favourite bands. But if they're going to keep going in this form, I'd like to probably hear some new new tunes but yeah i thought axel's voice in the acdc stuff which was only a couple of years ago he he really worked on that and um got himself to a point where he was really killing those songs Mm. um which would totally shred your voice Uh, (laughs) but i don't know i just don't hear that with the guns stuff that i've heard online and that sort of thing so i'm not sure what what the deal is but yeah, that turned me off going this time around. 
Gotcha. And then, but the time before that, the one that you and um, Brett saw them, his voice was kind of it was there. You know, it wasn't a concern in that sense, or, no, or it didn't was there. It was, there. It was um, there. okay. Yeah. It was it's, so it's more of a recent or thing, recent thing. Then, hey. Well, um, it wasn't there like it was in the illusion era. No, but I think just the general excitement of oh, they're they're back together, Slash and Duff are back, and. It didn't matter, like it just. Yeah. But I mean, when you do a live outdoor gig, it's different than you know recording. You, you um. Yeah. You, you, you just got to pitch your voice, and you, you're more you, you're talking, and you're letting you're letting the audio do the work for you. So, um, but I thought Axel last time I saw him, 2017 or whatever it was, MCG. I, th- I, th- I mean, you could tell there was a difference. Yeah, mm. definitely. But I think he did a mighty fine job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really, uh, I, given given his age and how many times he's been around the block, as I said before, he, he's he did a great job. But there's yeah. a lot of time that he, like, he didn't do anything for a, a long time. Whereas other singers, like, you know, James Hetfield and you know, countless others, have sure. basically, yeah, kept going, kept going nonstop. Kept you know, and uh, I think Hetfield, just touching on him, like, I think he does an amazing job vocally. Um, his voice has changed and he's changed his technique since yeah. uh, the 80s and even the Black Album. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, you know, he's probably Axel's age. They're probably a similar age. Yeah, they would and be. Yeah. Different, different music, different style, but it's still pushing your voice. And, still, um, you know, he's still singing in the original keys. Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. be that maybe Axel just took to some. Unfortunately, if you take such a long break, some you know you use mm. it or lose it sort of thing. Maybe he just didn't fully recover. You know, yeah, maybe it was yeah. too much rest, or you know, oh. it just didn't uh, didn't keep up in that live scenario. And you know, I mean, they're not easy shows. You know, Gunners are playing two and a half, three hour shows, and all those yeah. illusion shows. You know, that would have taken a toll for sure because he. You know, he was really pushing his voice, but mm. I think he he also took care of himself too. I think so. With the yeah, the Jack Daniels and yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Oops. that's part partly why he stayed away from the rest of the band because you know they're yeah. all just drunk all the yeah. time, and I think he actually yeah, kept himself pretty fit at yeah. least <laughs> at least in the illusion days. I think from what I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's quite a quite a tale. The the Guns and Roses uh, tale. It's very very interesting, and that was one of my biggest inf- inspirations growing up. Um, yeah. Slash, you know, playing guitar and just uh, watching the, the music videos and you know all those all those gigs. So it's cool that they're they're still playing, but mm-hmm. I think maybe they they left it a bit too long, unfortunately. To get back together, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good when they actually came out. They came out at such a good time, where um, filling a big gap with what was going on too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that I think they were different. Like, um, they were different than the other the other bands of the, of the same time, where you know you had um, Skid Row and Bon Jovi. Mm. Gunners were that just that. LA hard edge, almost like um, the dirt, dirty glam. Dirty, <laughs> yeah. They were sloppy. They were sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Were sloppy. Yeah. 
And when and even on their um, appetite for destruction, some of those songs are a yeah. bit sloppy, but that's mm. that's that's rock and roll, and that's what we love about that's yeah. what I love about them. Um, they yeah, were sloppy, but... they were in your face, and they're like, "Fuck you!" And that was like, "That's rock and roll." Yeah, essence yeah. and if you could get your head around that and where they were coming from, um, yeah, geez, they're, they're a great band. I mean, but I still sometimes I jump in the car and, and think, "Radio, um, you know, welcome to the jungles." On the spot going on, and have it, and you pump that up, and it's like, wow, mm. you know, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a it hell is. of a hell of a debut album. Did you yeah. guys? When did you get into Guns, Adrian? You must have been there from the the early Appetite days, if you saw them. Um, yes, from yeah. uh, pretty much uh, in Melbourne um, at this old shop, Metal for Melbourne in downtown. They had a copy of the original um, artwork, <laughs> and I remember shop. just. Yeah, and then getting getting the original album there, so that would have been just as I sort of broke, really, because that album was a sleeper for about a year and a half, and then all of a sudden it just took off. After um, uh, there's quite a good story behind it. Um, there was it's something to do with MTV being they played it late at night. Um, geez, it'd be good. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling on that one, but it'd be worth looking into that. It's actually pretty interesting. Basically, um, they just said play it, and then, or we'll you know play it, and we'll stop bothering you to play it. And they played it, and then it just you know overnight took off on like Headbangers Ball or something like that. Or oh, anyway, man. probably I, I should have found out a bit more key facts on that before I started crapping on. <laughs> no, that sounds familiar. I, I think because I, the album didn't take off straight away, like you said, and. Huh? I think didn't they tour with Aerosmith? Like they supported Aerosmith, and they started to out yeah. uh, outperform <laughs> Aerosmith on that tour as a supporter support act. Yeah, uh, and because the, the album still wasn't moving at that stage, I think well, not not much anyway. And MTV helps as I yeah yeah mm. Headbangers Ball. Man, I'd love to have something like that to yeah. watch these days. It's still good watching those old Headbangers yeah. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, actually Ricky Rackman is coming to to Melbourne, uh, pretty Ricky soon. Ricky Rackman, yeah, you know the, the dude from Headbangers Ball. He's still no, around. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we should go. We should go. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, fuck. I actually forgot about that. Someone sent me the what? link to. I think it's like a speaking tour, and he's just talking about all those old days. And I think it'd be pretty cool to go to. So I'll see if I can find the event and send it to you guys if you if you're interested. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what about cool. you, Brett? When did you get into to guns? Um, like Adrian, very early. Um, but I think it was the MTV thing. So mm. yeah, they must they must have aired on MTV Australia, and and I just instantly thought, wow, this is great. Um, who are these blokes? I remember. I went out and bought a cassette tape and just played the hell out of it in my car. Yeah. Um, and and Adrian was talking about that concert, that first concert, at the entertainment center that I didn't get to go to. I was in, you know, shattered. You know, it's uh, sold out quick from memory, dude. I think I oh, do remember. Yeah. Bam, gone. You know, yeah, it was, was lucky. Right. Yep. Mm. But when when I was coming back the next time to um, Calder, there's no way I was missing that. And then it looked like I was going to miss it, and my housemate said, "Hey, I've got a ticket. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not missing it again." <laughs> and I'm I glad gonna, I went. I was going to ask you, like, with the tickets for the colder show, because I were, were people lining up for tickets as well. So maybe you could pre-buy tickets, but you could also line up at the gate to get in. Do you remember that? I don't remember what, that what the deal was. 
my memory was everyone that was going there had tickets. Right. Okay. I might be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Hey, while we're on that, can I give a special mention to um, um, I, I remember leaving the concert um, and, you know, totally on cloud nine on a, you know, and I remember walking through back to the car and there was a band on the outside of the arena, so outside the gates, and they had a small stage set up and people were just walking in droves past them and, and heading to their cars, not giving them a, much attention. Mm. And, that, and the stage from where people were walking was like, I don't know, nearly 30, 40 metres. Do you remember this, Adrian? No, I, I, I remember there's a band playing that when you, as soon as you said that, I went, yeah, I remember that, but yeah, I don't on remember. The, on but... the way out when we left, there was a band playing as we were walking yeah. through back to our cars, and they were, out, they were outside the venue. Mm. And they were, it was a band called Horsehead, ah. <laughs> a, a Melbourne band. band. And um, I stopped and listened to them, and I thought, these guys are great. Why didn't they have them on in the main arena? And I felt so sorry for them because, you know, you, know, you can imagine the phone call coming through to Horsehead. Hey, guys, we've got a gig at Calder Park on the Guns N' Roses concert. <laughs> and they rock up and they go, there's your stage. And they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad for them, but um, I mean, they went on to do good things in Australia. They're a good band, and uh, mm. I'm not sure if they're together anymore. But yeah, but um, cool. Yeah, um, I felt sorry for them, but um, now I've lost my train of thought. But yeah, that that concert, I'm glad I went. Um, mm. and I, was, I feel privileged um to have been <laughs> part of it. And does anyone know the stats? How many people went that day? Because I thought it was like seventy six thousand yeah. because i remember the next day in the age there was a big uh, a front page article on it saying you know people were stranded there's no buses no shuttle bus and i, I seem yeah. to think they said seventy six thousand. Oh. you know yeah it looked it looked like an mcg crowd in the size of half the size of the yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i think i saw 70 around the 70 mark uh yeah. and then the one in 2017 that we went to brett i think was at the mcg and i think we yes. hit like eighty five thousand, or maybe even oh. ninety. I can't remember now. Like it was, it was a lot. It was, it was huge. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So well, you know, that's awesome. Thank you for for both sharing your experiences. That was um that was really cool to hear. And um, yeah, I think it was one of those once in a lifetime sort of gigs and experiences and events, you know, and if you're lucky enough to be there like you two were, then it's a good story to tell. So thank you both for uh for sharing your stories. Um as we as we say goodbye, uh, maybe you can if you had had a favorite song from that night and uh if you could let me know what your favorite guns album is adrian what would you say if you remember a favorite song from the show and your favorite guns oh, album geez well appetite appetite's the favorite um yeah i couldn't it's been so long man i don't remember a song that stood out in particular sorry i couldn't uh i was completely sober that day but not since of course and that's probably what's affected my memory <laughs> did, did they finish with um paradise city did they finish with paradise city I think they Brett's did. got a better memory of that yeah. than me. <laughs> well, I they think, usually I think you might be right. Yeah. Usually did, yeah. 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 What about you, Brett? Do you remember any song? Or was, it was probably just one massive, oh, awesome experience. Appetite's my favourite album because that was yeah. a good one. But my, I mean, y y yeah, you can't. For me personally, um, 
welcome to the jungle, you know. Yep. That just epitomizes Axel's voice and mm-hmm. the whole um, Guns N' Roses attitude in your face, welcome to the jungle. The video, um, even the song structure, I think, like yeah. if you look at the song structures quite, I don't know, I would, maybe not obscure, but it's a little not quite conventional. I don't know, it's would you? Of, yeah, you're right. It's not conventional. And mm. it's a bit, yeah, that opening riff, um, it's it, and mm. got it's, s- not, it's not conventional, no. You've got um, so many different parts in that song yeah, is probably what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. You know, lots of breakdowns, solos. Mm. Yeah. Intros, quiet, loud parts. It's it's quite yeah, a fucking heaps of, heaps of overdubbing with the guitars coming in and coming out and mm-hmm. and vocal yeah. vocally Axel's voice. I mean, it yeah. just cover it just covers all bases in that song for me. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Brett, for coming on. Um, Pleasure, man. Really appreciate yeah. you sharing your stories. Yeah. And um, I wish I could have been there, but I was only 10. So, <laughs> but that's all right. It's, it's cool to talk about it anyway. So, yeah, thank you both for coming on. And um, thanks everyone for tuning yeah. in. Hope you enjoyed Brett and Adrian's stories. Go and check out, you know, news articles about this show and check out the 100 page Ombudsman report. <laughs> I think they it's changed cool. quite a few. Yeah, they changed a lot of regulations for concerts after this show, I think. From what I understand, so yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you both survived to tell the tale, so yeah, you know, thanks for having us on. Um, Fox on the wire, man, yeah, awesome, awesome show. I love it, Craig. Absolutely, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, catch you again for another episode of Fox on the wire. Cheers, see you next time. Bye.